Welcome, one and all. You have just discovered the Tom and Topher podcast experiment. First word in entertainment, tainment, tainment. We explore the mysteries of the universe, our minds, and much more. So come along with us to the edge of all that is possible. Welcome, everyone. We are here at the Tom and Topher pad. We have, we have made it, my friends. Finally. Honestly, this is a, a very special episode. First of all, this is the first episode of season three. Like, dang, we are on episode 51. How do you feel? I feel like I've accomplished many things in my life. And this podcast is a documentary of all of it. The fact that, like, we got to, we chose to have a podcast and, like, we have it through the season of 2020 that we have just gone through is very cool. Yeah. Like, I went back and listened to the Foreign Forest podcast, which was the interview between us and the, actually the person who's playing in the background right now. They, uh, him and Ashes, a friend of mine who's also doing a lot of good music. He, they um, agreed to do a podcast with us a few months ago when this all first started. Actually, like a year ago almost when this first started. And like we were talking about um, our predictions of what was going to happen. Like if you go back to that episode, it's really interesting because like we were just spouting off like crazy shit that we thought might happen. And a lot of it actually came true. Do you remember, like, do you have a good example? Just the, well, one of them is just, like, how long this was going to go on. Yeah. Because, like, at that time, right before that podcast, I got a call from my manager, and she was like, hey, we're shutting down. Like, everything's getting shut down. You don't have to come in for at least a month type thing. And I was, we were on vacation, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I remember what? I was off work for like six weeks too. Yeah. That was a good time. It was a good time. A bad time for the world, but a good time for us, I guess. Right. I felt like it, it forced me to focus on a lot of issues that I was too busy to deal with. And I also was able to focus on um, music a lot more. Like the amount of music that I've made, albeit a lot of shit. I've gotten, I've worked out so many bugs over the past, um, what is it, nine months now since this, or eight months since the shutdown or since COVID has gone crazy. Um, the amount of like personal growth in my life is, um, increased exponentially <clears throat> over the past, <coughs> over this year. Well, I was thinking about it like you have increase your skills so much in producing that like like if I want to reference someone to a producer I could reference them to you like it's crazy to me that you are like a producer now you produce music you produce beats you produce music for yourself others me like you make insane shit thank you I appreciate that it's so cool dude like we had a a little moment in the car like a couple 
almost a couple of years ago, like probably a year and a half ago, where we decided to like start down this journey. Yeah. And we've talked about it on the podcast, probably this exact moment, but we just decided like we're going to take one year to develop our skills and like really hone in on like what we want to do and right. what type of artists we want to be. And then take a year from that and really hone in on marketing. Mm-hmm. And then a year after that, try and perform. And then a year from there, we were saying like three years time, we could easily make it to performing at high level concerts. Yeah. COVID has shut that shit down real quick, but like our progress has not stopped. Right. We're still making stuff. Even though it's not out in the public. There's yeah. one song out in the public. Which is a really good song. And if you guys want to go listen to it, what, what is it? Uh, it's Half Empty right. featuring Moe's. Moe's is M-O-Z-E. And Moe's is also known as Tommy. Me. Of the Tom and Topher podcast. I. And Half Empty featuring Moe's. By Chris O'Connor's. Search that on Spotify, any of the major streaming services, Apple Music, Tinder. Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Title. I don't know why that came out. You are thinking (laughs) some dirty things, aren't you, boy? Not at all. I would never (laughs) think about that horrible app. What a horrible app. What a disgusting app. So surface. I don't even want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Let's talk about it for a second. Before we go into some other stuff, let's talk about how horrible Tinder is. So I saw this, I think it was a documentary on just social media in general, and they were talking about um, Tinder, and the one of the crazy things about Tinder is, one, apps communicate with each other, and so like, while you are not using your phone certain apps have certain licenses to like communicate information with each other yeah so it's telling it's telling different apps like oh you buy this or you like this or you search this and then that's why when you search things on google you go on instagram and it's right there Mm. the ad is just right there sitting for you for whatever you've been searching for the last 24 hours or whatever and so what tinder does is like one it harvests like information of you. Mm-hmm. So like they have this humongous data bank of you. And like when I say it's humongous, this girl pulled out these files that were as big as like a fucking dictionary just about her. She had her, her profile for like a year. And what ended up happening was she found out that they keep these databases of like information on you. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they will classify you in certain classes, I guess. Uh, so based off of like how hot you are and mm-hmm. how much of a response you get from people, mm-hmm. you will be put into like a certain subclass of Tinder. So you'll only show up to that certain class of people who say you're like, it's a one through 10 type class and you're a seven. You're only going to be showing up to sevens and below Dang. on that little subclass. That was a confidence boost right there. Dude, they <laughs> they talk about how you will... Um, uh, it knows like when you're horny 
and like when you want to yeah it communicates like with other apps to figure out like when you're dropping off this app to go to tinder and then how long you're staying on tinder and then when you get off tinder and then how long you've been off tinder so it knows on a day-to-day basis okay he gets on around this time yeah and then he goes to Pornhub, and then he goes <laughs> it's hilarious you know it's funny that you mentioned that you have tinder and facebook two scummy apps two disgusting pieces of software mm-hmm. i've i've had tinder profiles in the past and so i get friend suggestions from Facebook where 90% of the time it's an attractive female. Yeah. So you're, what you're saying about how those apps communicate with each other, I guarantee 100% that those two scum apps trade their scummy data with each other. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's why I'm getting and still get, even though I've been off of Tinder for a while now, um, friend suggestions for, girls that I don't know but they're like all single they're all pretty they're all my like they're usually my type that reminds me of um, like I hate that like for one it reminds me of like mail order bride stuff like there's probably girls on Facebook who have a living just trying to find some dude in America to pay for her to come and live here yeah like i've been watching way too much 90 day fiance dude <laughs> way too much 90 day fiance it's bad for your health <laughs> it's so bad for your health but oh my god the drama like it replaces any drama that's needed in my life i get to just watch <laughs> it on. <laughs> i get to just watch it on TV. it's like a what not to do guide oh my god it's so good I've and walked I hate in a few to say times. It. I really hate to say it. Yeah. Walking in from work and, and you're watching on the couch and just seeing you in, in Which dis- is very embarrassing. And by just the watching way. you in disgust of their lives, but you can't look away. Like <laughs> yeah. you're watching a train wreck type thing. I put on one episode um, because my coworker told me to watch it and I was making dinner and I just wanted some background noise. Uh-huh. And I was like I was like, you know what, why not? Like, there's that, there's so many memes of it right now. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's so many memes, and that one dude, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, but that he's in every 90 Day Fiance meme, and he just looks like a, yeah, he, it's like a no neck, big neck. But everybody knows what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. This, um, this one just wretched looking human being got a pretty all right looking like girl to come over and live with him in the United States and try and do this thing, which if you don't know what 90 day fiance is, is it's always a different scenario. They're slightly the same, but different scenario. They either like are looking online and find someone and they talk for a while and then they go and meet them and decide to do this like, certain type of visa thing or it's they um they were traveling and they met someone or they were like a missionary somewhere and they met someone and 
honestly, like it is always a disaster. Even if it goes well, you're like, this is not going to end well in five years. Yeah. Like when you guys really know who that person is all of a sudden, like this person from like, let alone the culture shock, mm-hmm. like this person has left their entire family and like, I don't know. I don't, first of all, like it's a terrible show. Because the families get involved. Yeah. And it's a show. Like, it's a show. Mm-hmm. Their their relationship, which is already going to be hard enough to get through, mm-hmm. is now being, like, encouraged and just fucked up by TLC. And, yeah, blasted on... And it's all over the internet, too. Yeah. And um, the people on there are so cringy, like that dude... Who, uh, that shaved bald dude, his, uh, girlfriend, or his fiance is from Russia. Yeah. And she has that, like, irrational fear of eating in front of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Not to shame, well, I'm gonna shame him. Just, like, one of the cringiest guys, and he just lacks so much confidence, and he's, like, lying to himself. Maybe they have something, but. Like, every, all of his friends and family sees it. Like, he's totally lying to himself. This isn't love. She wants to be yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. And not for him. Right. And most of the time on that show, the females are way prettier mm-hmm. than the males. Or there's just a huge age difference or something. Yeah. And it's in that classic um, TLC style. Which I love. Reality show, which I love and hate. <laughs> because they do so just, good just the right way to keep me hooked but the whole time just like oh my god yeah. i just like think way too into it and like enter that world of mediocrity that they showcase on that channel so well uh-huh like dating back to like um what was it tom and kate or plus Johnny? eight plus eight. Oh my what dude and i haven't heard that in so else? long there, there's another show it was hooked on. What is it? My 800 pound life or that, whatever. It's just they they find these people living these bizarro lives. Mm-hmm. Octomom was she on there? Probably. She had like eight and yeah. What is that? She had like eight an octuplet. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, and she had like <laughs> a gigantic pregnant belly. Dude, there's one I think about like Mormons who live lives with like. What oh, is the it? Polygamous. Polygamous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that too. And they like go out to these weird, like just giant homes filled with children. Yeah. Some culty shit, honestly. And oh, sometimes they're in like suburban neighborhoods and their back fences are, they have like doors to each other. Oh, yeah. So they have like, it looks like they're separate families, but they're not. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, a nosy neighbor could totally pick up on that. Yeah. Like, they know what's going on. Or maybe they're li- they live in a Mormon neighborhood and everyone just they don't say anything. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. So anyone passing through, it just looks like another neighborhood. Is polygamy illegal? Yeah. Really? Because mm-hmm. of taxes and shit. I think it's just illegal. Well, there's a lot of tax old, benefits to be married, it, right? I think it's just an archaic law because it's based off of the Bible. Oh yeah. Archaic. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like gay marriage. Yeah, type thing. That's crazy to me that that's not allowed in America. 
Yeah. Like, I know that that's, like, a very... There's not really a movement for that. There's not really a lot of people that... Yeah. But, no, I'm talking about gay marriage. Oh, yeah. Like, not that it had... that It is federally legal. Mm -hmm. But, like, the fact that it wasn't until just recently. Right. Within the past... That is wild to me. Because, like, the essence of America is, like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. Do it. Do what you want. Like you're free. Get some land. And do what you want. Mm-hmm. But then there's the people who are like, yeah, do what you want. This is America. This is America. You can do what you want. You can do anything. You can go skate shooting. Unless you can. You can go skate shooting. You can. Go, you can finger your sister. Uh, then you say, oh, but I like dudes. Fuck that right there. We do not like that shit. Like, it, uh-uh. the freedom no, ends right. with yeah. the weirdest shit. Yeah. Well, it's like these these weird laws that somehow have survived this long. Like, that's why I said archaic laws, because, like, the, the, it, the gay marriage one is way different than the polygamy one. But, like, the polygamy one, that one just kind of out of sight, out of mind type thing. It's an old law. Maybe it should go away. I'm sure a lot of people would debate that, but really, like, what... Honestly, what, what harm would that do if, if we allowed Mormons to have polygamous families? I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of issues there that I don't know about. I clearly... I think it would encourage, no like, R. Kelly-type situation. Like, what? What is that? Like... You rounding up a squadron of women in your circle, in your home. Oh, yeah. And just using them as slaves almost. Yeah, it could be like a slippery slope towards yeah. like a sex cult or pimping or something right. like that. I could see that. I don't know. It's wild to me that, like, that word archaic laws. It's truly what it is. Like, we live in a state that or we live in a country that's like so confusing to me like people are so uh, like certain individuals are so like keen on reminding us like that we need to have our rights and like our freedoms and all mm-hmm. this shit and then those same people like because they're uncomfortable about something like ooh like butt sex Ooh, I don't like that. That hurts my brain when I think about it. So you're not going to do it. (laughs) And it's like to that other person, like you doing your version of sex hurts their brain and they don't like it either. And that's why they're doing it that way because Mm -hmm. that's what brings them pleasure. And like you, like in America for uh, just until like what, a couple years ago, it was illegal federally you to do that shit Mm -hmm. wild wild to me and that just goes to show like how fast society is just fucking barreling down this hill of progression yeah meanwhile there's still like the spirit of the um like puritanical religions that came over here first yeah in the colonization of america there's like a weird acceptance of like religions that are f- clearly fucked mm-hmm. like Scientology 
let's just throw that out. Like, if you're a Scientologist and you're listening to our podcast, go fuck yourself, first of all. <laughs> Don't. Don't do that. No, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I like Tom Cruise. I would never tell him to, sit to do that. He can fuck himself, too. Like, I love Last Samurai, but... I would love to talk to a Scientologist. Weird. I would love... I would love to talk to a Scientologist. About what? Why? But why you can go on that? HBO and see why. And it makes you angry to watch it. Because they put people in these little private prisons for joining them and then not wanting to be with them anymore. Yeah. That's the most fucked up part about Scientology. But they're not the only religion that does that. Maybe not the, the uh, prison part of it, but... Like if you want to leave, they will try and get your. They will try and isolate you from your family. They'll try yeah. to get your family to go against you, like Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons. Yeah, and I would, I would, I guarantee in in a lot of other Christian denominations they do the same thing. Like obviously, if you leave the church, you're a heretic or you're a heathen or you are committing a mortal sin. Yeah, because you know the truth and you're choosing a lie. Yeah. Using false gods or something. Wow. That shit's crazy. Yeah. Like for real. <laughs> Religion is nuts to me. Right. It's such like a, <clears throat> such a free ball thing. Like, like there was a time where people, oh, I got a little tingle in my balls. <laughs> right? A little, oh, a little feather in my sack. And like, they get this little doodaloo, and they feel this little essence of like this grand thing that's there, spirituality. Oodaloo tickles their little bum, like someone just blows softly on their asshole, oh. and they go oh, oh, and they write a full-on book about that little tickle, a full-on novel. That's not what happened. They did they did psychedelics, and they saw this shit, and they tried to write it all down, and. <laughs> People just like went off in the weird directions with it, or I don't know. What All I know is we need to spark this blunt. Yeah, do it. Spark it up. Here at the Tom and Topher pad, we can now toke and break the terms of our lease. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Legally, we are not here. But physically, I like, I like the idea of reli- of living a religious life. Yeah, where you have rituals like giving thanks, celebrating a feast day that reminds you of some great event or reminds you of some virtue to focus on. I like the idea of that. Yeah, and that's something that I still like to have in my life you know right and um because i think that keeps you um down the straightened path obviously but there are people out there that take advantage of that and and use religion as a tool to for their own personal gain whether it's like a sexual depravity or just the feeling of power or getting the money or whatever it's an easy access point for people who crave power 
to get into. It's yeah. probably the easiest way to get a little bit of power. Right. I could see it like growing up in a religious family and you go to church and you see these other families that are just craving power so much and they get super involved in the church in like the in like church functions at your parish <coughs> or whatever. Yeah. And they get they get drunk off just a little bit of like fame. Like they're fifteen minutes on like talking at the youth group or something. Yeah. Or trying to um, influence the priest to allow them to do whatever. These little scummy well like it it, that sounds innocent what I just laid out, kind of, but usually their intentions are to bring the spotlight on them. Yeah. Not really a message that they're trying to share. I love this song. Forget Forgot to Die. One of my favorite. Warren Forrest and Warren Lund, Forrest. who are both on a podcast of ours. Lund popped in on the phone for a sec. Um. Uh, yeah, if you like this podcast, go check out our Foreign Forest uh, and Ashes episode. Love that episode. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Bane. <laughs> Poor Bane. He's been um, having a rough time lately. It's funny, though, that you said, like, getting drunk off this feeling. Because when I was... Um, Around, like, junior high, like, eighth grade, I was getting deeply involved in, like, this part, particular church. And this church was connected to other branches of churches. And they were, you know, they were pretty, they were like, uh, they weren't, the one I was going to wasn't a Pentecostal church, but they were leaning towards that. And super the, high energy services and stuff. Yeah. And, and it was like, um, a lot of, uh, secret, like just little moments between all the people who were there who like speaking in tongues and like just little moments. It wasn't like a flashy scene, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so I started going to this youth group. And we, we went to Life Journey, which it's not a church anymore, but this Life Journey church was linked with many different churches who were very Pentecostal. And they had members going to both churches. Just, it's, I feel like it's kind of a, it's a normal thing for like people to attend multiple churches. But like, a lot of members were doing this and they were going from like one Sunday service to another to get their, their fix of like Pentecostal shit. Interesting. And what was very weird is like the youth groups of these Pentecostal churches. <coughs> Excuse me. One, it opened me up to a lot of like different realms of spirituality, but the, the way that, the way that they do this shit is extremely damaging. And like the reason why I say it's funny that you said they get drunk off this is what are the Pentecostal churches that I went to 
the youth group would say while we were while we were worshiping and like dancing they were there would be some people just laughing hysterically laughing like uncontrollably laughing mm-hmm. and it's one of those gut laughs that like you can't stop and there's multiple people just like feeding off attack. of this yeah yeah and like you've had it everyone's had it where you like you can't stop laughing and i was like what the fuck is what is that like what is going on over there and they were like oh they're drunk off the lord and I was like, what the hell? What does that mean? They were, they explained it to me that like God's sharing a piece of heaven with them. And that's how you feel in heaven is this euphoric feeling of just bliss and happiness and like overwhelming yeah. bliss. And they're getting just a little piece of it. And I went home. <coughs> and told my mom about this stuff. And she was like, Tommy, no. That's not cool. Like, getting drunk, that's not cool. Yeah. We do not need to be, like, going to youth group, getting drunk. She knew what we meant. Yeah. Like, but she was like, people get, like, beaten by drunks and, like, Alcohol is like, um, uh, it's like a, or just out, al- just being drunk is not like something you need to be celebrating at church. Right. And like, when you said that, that these kids, these people just get drunk off this feeling. Right. It's 15 seconds of fame that they get off of. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Right. Well, like, what, what. What they're getting is like they'll get on church councils and stuff, and they're they're making some decisions, and they're they're um, they're inviting these speakers and stuff, and they're they're with the in they're on like the inner circle of God and stuff, and then they start to get this holier than thou feeling, yeah. and like they are they have like direct contact to God somehow, mm-hmm. and they're doing the Lord's work literally, yeah, and they so they have this like illusion that they have some type of higher knowing than the rest of the church does and they are now one of the the shepherds when they're not really they have no business being a shepherd when they should you know be working on their own lives and focusing (coughs) on the insecurities that are manifesting into these really mediocre means of seeking power and um, validation that makes a lot of sense because like something that you've said to me before like in one of our most insane mushroom trips we've ever had which now that we're in the tom and topher pad we can talk about a lot more (laughs) one of these things is the seven gram mushroom trip that we experienced in lake tahoe yeah seven grams ladies and gentlemen in lake tahoe Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Overlooking the lake. Overlooking for hours. Like eight plus hours (laughs) of interdimensional travel. Beyond any... We cannot describe to you. Yes. I can't even describe to myself. 
what occurred that day slash night. And but one of the things, let me get to it before I forget. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that you said to me was like, Tommy, like I, I painted fruits while we were there. We bought a bunch of fruits and I was feeling super renaissance and I painted some fruits. You did a still life. Yeah, I showed you and you had you had like a major like sent you into a trip and yeah. you were describing to me like how you saw me. That's where I was as thinking an about artist. This, this morning. And the feeling that I got while you were like giving me validation of like dude, you are an artist. Like holy shit. And like that's how that that's the type of bliss and joy that that they must have felt when they were in uh, in these states of just like absolute euphoria yeah is like like you said they've been validated they are a soldier for christ's army right images are rushing through their head mm-hmm. at a high pace of just bliss and glory mm-hmm. and fame and and like eternal reward. Right. And they're all in the same room and that energy just compounds. And it's just, it, for some of the people in there, it overwhelms them. Then they start doing the hysterical laughing Mm -hmm. and the speaking in tongues or go into a trance. Dude, one of my friends, his name's Caleb and he was much older than me at the time. So, like, a lot of this stuff, it got to me. He's not I, older than you know? Yeah. I'm far surpassed him. No. Yeah. Good job. Caleb, he's a very cool dude. And I hope, I feel like he might listen to this sometimes. And so, like, nice to meet if you, you're listening to this, Caleb, shout out to you. You're a great dude. And we should have some conversations about this someday. But... um. this dude I remember we went to this place called the garden which was a church that was like it was like the elite tier of Pentecostal like oh dear god it was the church that I went to after the crazy Pentecostal church I went to Mm -hmm. this was like the hey you want to go to the garden type like like some shady (laughs) like back alley like Pentecostal shit (laughs) hey you would see the garden anyways so we go there and dude this place is insanity there's i have so many fucking stories about this place but one of them is what what i saw caleb doing and when we got there we start worshiping and bro i've never seen this in my life it'd be like if you were to do this you and me Uh go to a place and you do this because Caleb was my homie. Right. He drops to the fucking floor during worship and starts having a seizure. Like a full-blown shaking seizure. Holy fuck. And I went, oh my God. I was freaking the fuck out. And everyone looked at me and they were like, no, he's Tommy. And they explained it to me. What was happening to him? It's not a seizure. He's fine. Dude, he was smacking his head against the floor. Oh, shit. Bleeding type shit. 
flopping like a fish. And they told me that he's been what's called slain in the spirit. What's that mean? So being slain in the spirit is um, like pretty much picture God just slapping you in the fucking face. Like a real God slapping you in the fucking face. To wake you up type thing. That or that it's like a, it's almost like a, I think it's like a, a, like a intense meditative, like zealot high. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Like all those words, very intense, very meditative for him. Yeah. It was super intense, like a crazy drug. And it was out of pure zealousy, which is warrior spirit for god was he like this before oh yeah but like i've never so like it's funny that i say this for some reason a lot of my friends are always like homeschool (laughs) (laughs) i feel like guilty but (coughs) so like here's why i like homeschool kids it's because they haven't been fucking polluted by the normalcy of high school. High school will check you so quick. You start having weird, funky ideas. You will be put in your place. Anime kid. Boom. <laughs> like, what, whatever it is, like, computer nerd. And, you, like, you have to dig yourself out of certain... Oh, yeah. Like, they pigeonhole you? Like, just society. That's how it is. You become yeah. a certain type of person. Yeah trying to make an employee out of you um what were we talking about this <laughs> weed i know let's pause real quick i gotta urinate me too really bad Ooh. i don't know what we're talking about <laughs> i don't either we were talking about something slain in the spirit yeah um sorry we just had to urinate so, um, I forgot why I was telling that story, but yeah, this dude would, uh, flop like a fish, hit his head against the floor. And I was told, you know, he's being slain in the spirit. And I was like, I remember thinking like, that's so cool. I want to do that. You know, mm-hmm. you want to experience that? High. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, I remember one time we went to this um, conference, and sometimes these religious conferences would have, <clears throat> and I grew up Catholic, so they were Catholic conferences, and then after them, they'd have like a mass, and then a healing service, which are weird. <clears throat> Strange things happen at healing services. Okay, so everyone gets in line, right? Like, Protestants <clears throat> have communion, right? We get in line, you eat the bread grape juice Catholic Church it's actual wine with alcohol in it <coughs> calling the police <coughs> little kids drinking wine yeah <laughs> but so the Catholic healing service y'all get in the line and go to the priest and then they put their hands on you and say some prayers and some people would like you know they walk you know he, they do that and they walk back to their seat and then some people like fall to the ground. They'll just like fall like old ladies. Yeah. 
just falling back and people have there people that are ready for people to do that mm -hmm. like ushers and stuff ready to catch these old ladies and kids and grown men just yeah. falling back and I remember I got a good point coming here I think that it's a group think thing I think I kind of touched on this earlier it's a group think thing and the whole service is designed to work the whole congregation the whole audience of the conference up in this frenzy yeah and it gets so intense for some people and they experience it at different levels and at the low end it's just like really just a great experience maybe you get to some level before you and then the upper end of this frenzy are the people that have those seizures or they'll fall back or go into a trance state because the people who put on the conference or the service have designed it that way they yeah. understand they understand how to control a crowd because like when i i got in line and i was like 13 or 14 i think at the time it was my turn the priest put his hands on my head was saying the prayers and i felt that motherfucker like pushing on my head like yeah. to get me to fall backwards he wasn't just putting his hands on me he was like putting his hands on me and like trying to get me to just go back yeah and i remember just like the teenagers so i'm like no and i'm like pushing yeah. back on the on the priest and he like for a minute there it was like a a struggle More battle and then he just kind of like slowly gave in finished his prayers and then i went back to my seat but anyone who's like totally just in the yeah. fucking frenzy of this crazy conference where we've been praying and singing and praising god and testifying and given our testimonials and confessing some that all just that's it that's the straw that broke the camel's back now they're in a full seizure now they're in a full um just like passing out in front of everyone their whole family yeah bizarre it reminds me of like so at that same place called the garden this like this like renowned missionary came to visit our town and like he was like this dude who went around the world like so many times and like healed people and like all this different shit and so he came to the garden and like he he got like all the he called up all the kids like from a certain age to come up and like he was gonna pray over them like the youth type thing mm -hmm. and like He's praying and like he's going down the line and like these kids are all falling and shaking. Wait, like back up. My, where is this again? The garden, the same place where my friend would like the t top elite fucking Pentecostal church that I ever went to. This is like the HBO show. Yeah. The righteous uh, <laughs> gemstones. Yeah. Okay. But this is that's like some big massive church. Shit. Oh, okay. This was a pretty big church, but it wasn't like. Anything more than a couple hundred people. It was just like an exclusive type church. It was like when you're ready to just see some weird ass shit. Like, this is where there's no filters. Pentecostal to the max. Like, people are screaming. Running around. It's crazy. 
people are shaking, people are speaking in tongues, people are waving flags, people are just yelling. It's, it's like, it's nuts. But like this dude lines up all the youth in a special like nighttime event where he's coming to speak and he's praying over all of them and they're all dropping and he gets to me and he, and I didn't fucking drop, you know? Uh huh. And dude, the same exact thing. He's now pushing on me. Uh huh. And finally, I felt so embarrassed. Like, I wasn't getting anything. And so I just dropped and fell oh, and just, like, curled up and, like, waited for him to finish. And he went on to, like, do this speech while all these kids are just on the floor. And then we all got up and went to our seats again. And I'm like, so struggling with this as a kid. Just like, what is happening? Yeah. Is this real? Like, really? Because you don't have a filter. You want it to be real. Mm-hmm. You're like begging for it to be real. And like, people like my sister were with me participating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Everyone around me is a liar if this isn't real. Right. I remember my mom, and I haven't talked to her about this in years, so I could be uh, I could be messing up what she said, but I remember her telling me, like, at that same conference that I was talking about that I went to, she was one of the people that, like, fell down. Yeah. But she wasn't down for long because she got up pretty quick. Yeah. And I remember her talking about it with me one time, and she's like, I felt like I didn't really need to do that, but the pressure that the priest was putting on me was just like, was just enough for my knees to give out. And I fell down. But like, as I was falling, I felt like I didn't really need to do that. Yeah. Like she could have resisted type thing. So she almost did what I did. I really believe that they're just tapping into a small part of spirituality that's causing them to feel a little drip of something that's real and it encourages them to believe that everything they believe is real yeah when they're just their minds are open just enough to tap into like a small part of what's offered here's a here's a crazy idea hear me out and i feel like this would apply more to a more intense service like what you're talking about with pentecostals because that sounds i've been to a pentecostal service it was pretty crazy, but nowhere near as uh, nowhere near as crazy as what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of singing and testifying and all that stuff at a Pentecostal church, right? Yeah, and people confessing their sins and yeah, stuff. Um, it's what if it is designed in a way <coughs> to get your pineal gland to release just a little bit of DMT. Because there's breathing techniques like holotropic breathing where you're like squeezing your abdominal muscles, squeezing like your floor muscles and stuff to cause like enough pressure to reach that gland in the brain and and cause it to like release some. And you can do it so much to where you can have that that full like DMT trip. Yeah. Or you can have enough to have like a, um, you know, a, a psychedelic trip basically. Yeah. Like I know personally... Like, uh, sometimes before I meditate, I'll do a breathing exercise where it is intense like that. 
and I don't like have a psychedelic trip, but I do get like visuals of patterns in my, well, when I close my eyes, I'm seeing geometric shapes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like you can induce a trip basically. And I feel like some of these religious services are so intense where you are, where you can, you know, be just breathing, like expanding your diaphragm, flexing your floor muscles and your core muscles. And you, you can get to a point where you are putting a lot of like pressure mm -hmm. towards your pineal gland. What if like when people have those like seizures and stuff like that, it's that it's them going into like, like boom, like they cause their pineal gland to just dump out um, DMT. Yeah, that's fucking really interesting. I could totally see that. Just as like one thing that that makes me remember is like there was one time, like one of the first times I ever went to one of those churches. Mm -hmm. uh, like, the big thing about my experience in church was, like, I wanted to see some something real. So, like, my dad was a pastor, and, like, every Sunday you go to church, and you hear your dad talk, and he talks about some bullshit. Like, it's great to the community, but it's just, like, your dad just talking. Uh -huh. Bye, bye, be better. Like, you you need to be better, and here's a story about why. Next Sunday, you need to be better, and here's another story about why. And then, like, <laughs> you hear all this shit you've heard your whole life, and it's just... And you feel awful about yourself, like, damn, dude. And he'll even, like, throw in story, like, you know, like, your dad's upset about something that happened in the family that week, mm -hmm. so that's what his sermon's about. Like, just, don't be this type of person. Tommy, you see, see, <laughs> I see you in the podium over there, you little bitch. Okay, I'm just kidding. See, my son Tommy just <laughs> totally singles you out in front of everybody. I need another one of these bad boys. Me too. Can you grab me one? I will. Anyway, so you hear these stories, and they're just bland by the time you become a teenager. And, like, you're now a teenager and you're not convinced by just bullshit anymore. And I was just like, I want to feel something. Like, I've just heard stuff my whole life about, I don't know, I guess if you weren't a fucking disciple or Moses, you don't get to feel jack shit from God. You missed out on the, you missed out on the fucking... You know, prime time viewing for God's fucking attention on the earth. Yeah. So, you know, back then he was writing books and tales about his creation, but now we're just too fucking boring. And yeah. he doesn't interact with us anymore. And you're not worthy enough either, even if he were to have been. Like, wh what are you, like, that's truly like the idea you get, like, yeah. in your head. It's just like. I felt I, that I had that same feeling real quick. Just, I, I wondered why. Like, how come we're not having, like, prophets? Why isn't there, like, a, a Moses in 2006? Yeah. You know, that appeared and is telling people to change and repent and all this stuff. and why Talking to kings. Why don't we get that like, anymore? Yeah. Why, how come now that we're, 
You know, we have computers. There's just too many people, Chris. It's just yeah, but eight billion. And so many people, <laughs> and there's just too many. But um, where were we going with that? Well, how come? Oh yeah, you wanted to feel something. Yeah. You wanted to see something. You wanted to have an actual, like, direct connection with the divine. Yeah, something that was unmistakably real. And like, when I went to the Pentecostal church, like, I think it was like the second time I had been there. Maybe the first. But, like, I remember I was so scared. I was always scared to go to new churches. But, like, me and my sister went alone this time. And it was just me and her together. And she wanted to show me this place, this new place that she'd been. And, like, I had never experienced anything. It wasn't the top elite bullshit. It was, like, some really good worship music. And, like, people were kind of, like, waving flags in the corner and there was a person doing a painting off to the side during the worship. Uh-huh. And so they uh, they had, like, a really good set. And out of nowhere, dude, I started bawling my eyes out. And this is not something that, like, I was prepared for or wanted or knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I had no clue why I was bawling my eyes out. I had no clue what induced it. It was like four songs deep into this worship service. I'd never, I was one of those dudes who like, I'd be in church and I, I was, you know, I didn't want to sing the songs because it was embarrassing. Yeah. Same. And I'm sitting there just <laughs> crying my eyes out in front of strangers. And I'm like an eighth grade, you know, young kid. Right little teenager who like wants to be cool I'm a cool kid I wear my hat to church and like (laughs) (laughs) I wear my hat backwards oh fuck ashes oh no Tommy made it uh oh but I start bawling my eyes out and that was real and that's what got me hooked to those churches but what was crazy is after that I've never felt that ever again until I took mushrooms whoa (laughs) until I had my next psychedelic my first psychedelic experience I went holy fucking shit there it is like Mm -hmm. it's fucking back yeah and like me and my friend Corey had this amazing trip we bonded as friends together we smoked swishers in his garage (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> made like it was like the you know the scene in Lord of the Rings when Gandalf and Bilbo are smoking their pipes and they're <laughs> making perfect. like they're making like fucking ships Dude. out of their smoke bro the smoke was literally forming like pictures it was so cool oh my god and like the that was the first time i was not expecting to have that that experience i didn't know what mushrooms like did I knew that they were a fun little woo time. Yeah. That's all I've heard. And maybe you see little doodly doodlies. And then I get sent into this full-blown religious experience that, that fucking bonded me with the earth, the people around me. My, you know, I had a new look at life. My mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, everyone became like, a fucking diamond in my eyes like yeah. 
my friends around me became so important and the the world around me like seemed so horrible yet beautiful at the same time like just yeah. some of the things that people do to the earth yet how beautiful the earth is and like I just thought I was going to get stoned mm-hmm. and I don't know that's what my whole point is that like I tapped into something real one time you know which caused me to just break down and cry during that worship session for some weird reason I kept going back trying to get that feeling again yeah and then like it found me again type of thing mm-hmm It's interesting how mushrooms find you. Yeah. It's a lot of people say it that way. Like they just find you. Yeah. You're you're somehow seated and then you're put on the path towards experiencing them. Man, I feel like I could talk people's ear off all day long about trips but I know like sometimes I'll go off and tell someone about a trip I've had and I'll think it's like in my mind it's the most amazing information on earth yeah that you could ever experience but you're telling people this and they're seeing it as like you know when someone tells you a dream yeah you're like okay cool whoa, whoa. crazy you're in a pool full of marshmallows yeah <clears throat> meanwhile I'm thinking like like, this is the secret to the entire universe or right. reality or the key to infinite knowledge or something. And ah, it's so frustrating because, like, words just are not enough. Like, my facial expressions are not enough. Like, to, you know what's to wild, convey though? how um, magnificent these experiences are. A lot of, like... This is what's weird is that, like, I've been swayed away from religion by religion and swayed towards religion from nature, like mushrooms. Right. So, like, my, and this is the experience of so many people where they just are like, oh my God, like, the Bible fucking nails it here where they're talking about what we're talking about. If you put and replace what we thought they were talking about in the Bible with actual religious experiences that me and you have both partaken in, and then put that into the context of these scriptures, it's fucking insane the amount of knowledge and like wisdom you can find in scripture. And they, they talk about it in this episode of Joe Rogan that just recently came on where they they interviewed that guy who he has been um, his whole career has been finding the evidence, chemical evidence like actual physical evidence that psychedelics were used in rituals oh, all yeah. throughout ancient history including and especially Greece Yes. Like in their Lucian. wines, they had it in so many different things. Yeah. 
psychedelic plants of all different sorts. That was a mind-blowing episode. Right. This dude has a book, I think. He does. All about this stuff. And I wish I could remember his name. But they talk about this, this link between, you know, certain religions and psychedelics, certain cultures and psychedelics. Yeah. You know, the vases that they found in ancient Greece that are stained with different plants that are very potent in psychedelic substances. It's absolutely crazy to think that, like, first of all, like, Graham Hancock, who's a great historian, great writer, he talks about how certain ancient civilizations may have found technologies that we just don't use. You know, we have gas to power our cars. We have Tylenol to cure our headaches. We have electricity to power our little lights. But we're missing a lot of what the world and the universe has to offer we haven't found things that are very real right you know like he alludes to like a a past technology was manipulating energy in reality with our minds think of how we've been able to like take something like boom we have gunpowder the chinese use gunpowder the fucking they make these guns we have you now have like boom big explosions boom yeah. cannons bam and then here comes fucking trains yeah. this power source of coal like yeah. this explosive source and then we have this thing called electricity and like and we've refined it over hundreds of years of just like now we have it in these cell phones that are supercomputers and we have yeah. lights and all those things coming together to making this crazy device yeah that is like an attachment of ourselves imagine if we've taken that same energy towards refining our own brains and like turning to things like psychedelics that encourage explosive amounts of like inventions new ideas about taking care of ourselves the earth new spiritual journeys that people that are just stuck in a rut in life can pursue down these fucking tidal waves of just new experiences right. and new love for life and, and like in one night it can turn a nobody into a somebody and it's all in your mind right you go one of the big things about psychedelics is you go holy fucking shit i'm one of the coolest things that is walking on this world right. ever but on this in world. like the most humble way possible right too. it's not like i'm a i'm a god now because you look at yourself and you go oh my god this is so fucking cool like yeah i'm so appreciative that i now i've been able to experience this because in your heart of hearts, you know you could have spawned as anything. Right. Boom, you're a fucking grasshopper. Like, whether you believe in God or Buddha or anything, I think that you have to accept this little part of life that you could have easily been fucking anything. Yeah. But maybe you're here for, like, a reason. 
maybe not just a reason, but you're here to experience being here. And now you've not only awakened yourself to the fact that you're here, you're conscious, your conscience, you've now heightened your spirituality. And then you start snowballing down this path of like, Oh my God, like there's people who have heightened their sense of spirituality. That is beyond anything I can comprehend to where, where I was, I was crying my eyes out that one time during that church service, yeah. that person achieves that state of bliss easily. Right. And like you start to understand that like states of consciousness in the world can easily be changed which changes lives you know yeah and what what psychedelics do is they change your state of consciousness rapidly they, they go hey here's the fucking world like do what you will with it you know yeah here's what you really are which is this gorgeous fucking stardust and then here's the world which is people just like you who are going through the exact same troubles you don't know what you are they don't know what they are yeah and you need to like just enjoy being here like that's one of the biggest messages that i get is just fucking stop worrying yeah all the time about oh what you got a little ticket well you got like Anything that happens is uncomparable to the bliss of life. Right. To the point where when bad things happen to you, like from like personally, since mushrooms, if like some if I have a bad day at work or if I'm grumpy or something, or I'm just like experiencing negativity, I am so thankful for it because I know that I will become stronger from this. Yeah. You know? You, and that sounds so like mundane, but the the growth that you get from like negativity or adversity is so wonderful that and you you are only really able to tap into that either by brute force by like years of experiencing and then finally realizing that adversity um, and failure has made you a better person, but with like taking psychedelics it, it puts you in a different perspective where you're able to look back at your life and see how all these dots have connected you to where you are right now yeah and then it shows you where they're going to be going right and you see that pattern of having something bad happen to you and getting stronger from it so right. when you have that bad thing happen to you that negativity or toxicity happen to you you can say, oh my God, thank you for this because I know that tomorrow, next week, I'm going to be a stronger person from it. And like your growth is like this trending up, like a stock price is just trending up. Same type of thing. Like it, it goes down here, but then it goes up again, but it keeps trending up and it's going up and down in like a wave. Coming off on a tangent there. No, I had a lot of thoughts about what you just said. 
but you kept going and I kept getting more thoughts about that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, I know that like, for me, it just continues to, encourage me to want to be a better person and sorry I'm trying to spark this blunt and it's like very hard it's very hard to put into words for anyone it's like trying to describe a dream yeah and like me and you are just trying to back and forth ping pong this crazy experience and, like, most people have an extremely hard time trying to wrap their heads around and, and like, understand and make, make good use of, like, what just happened when they took psychedelics. Because a lot of times, like me, they don't know what they're doing when they first do it. Yeah. You, get, you get given a drug, and you've, if you've been given any drug before in the past... You typically know what you're getting into. Yeah. Whether it's ecstasy, cocaine, you know. Yeah. If you're getting into, like, prescription drugs, you know you have typically an hour of fun, and then bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye fun. Well, Adderall, I'm going to be focused. Cocaine, I'm going to have a lot of energy. Yeah. Marijuana, I'm going to be fucking relaxed. An hour of little boop, and then... You have a crazy great time, and then afterwards, you feel like shit. Yeah. So, like, with psychedelics, most of them, and most of the time when I'm referencing psychedelics, I'm referencing, like, mushrooms. Um, but they are, one, a long-lasting religious experience, which... Cocaine, amphetamines, prescription pills, they are not a religious experience. They are the furthest thing. Maybe ecstasy is the closest thing you can get to like a religious experience. Yeah. But you have to tie that in normally with some sort of music or something. Yeah. Mushrooms get you there. To God. Like, you can meet God. And understand Him. And it's not, it's not like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. You will meet, if you take a certain amount, you will meet beings that you understand, which yeah. are beyond anything that's discussed in this world. And it's not just, it's, it's like um, you're taking a knife and cutting through dimensions almost. Yeah. Yeah, mushrooms, you're definitely looking behind the curtain, and then also the curtain behind that curtain, and, like, just deeper and deeper. And, like, a lot of the times, it's very simple. Like, that's what's very great about psychedelics, is I've often, like, I've, I've compared it to The Wizard of Oz, where Dorothy and these... You know, the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Lion, they go on this crazy adventure and meet all these nutty people and go through, like, <coughs> insane trials. 
And then they get <coughs> to their destination, like this great Oz. The great Oz. Like, we're, everyone's convinced this dude is fucking crazy. Like, this dude owns everything. He's this massive figure. A god, almost. And then... What Psychedelics does is exactly what happens when they met Oz. They went, oh, shit. This dude's nothing. Like, this this whole world that's been set up is nothing. And this little dude is trying his hardest to convince everyone that he's powerful. Right. And that he's a great man. And look at his little projector he made. How cute. And, like, when you take these psychedelics... That is the closest thing I can describe to you how you feel about the entirety of the world. It's, oh my God, everything makes sense now. That's a bullshit. Yeah. This is real. Corporate bullshit, love, real. Mm-hmm. You know, like society, all this shit isn't working. Love, right. joy, happiness, nature, community, like all these things. That And then you start thinking like, holy shit, other tribes of beings have done this before, yeah. you know? For generations, for thousands of years. And then we came in and butchered them. Destroyed it. <laughs> Thrown tribes' histories into the fire. Into bonfires. Because we went, Train, trains and buildings. They're better. And civilization. Civilization. Tights. Shiny. Wigs. Shiny little crosses. And tiny little penises. (laughs) Savages with your giant dongs. (laughs) Oh, I'm so jealous. But I mustn't say it. (laughs) Satan is tempting me. Kill him. <laughs> Kill him. Kill him now. Let me watch. Oh. <laughs> so much suffering. <laughs> Fucking perverts. That's literally what happened. I have to pee again. Let me pause real quick. Let's okay. <laughs> pause again. I'm glad we were... We were able to touch on the... Psychedelic topic, because... We haven't really talked about that. All too much on this podcast. Yeah, just mere illusions. Uh, illusions, not illusions. Illusions to the fact that we have experienced psychedelics. That's a psychedelics have made life reality so much more interesting than previously thought. Having meditated for a few years now, you get. Um, an idea, a taste of what that psychedelic reality is. <coughs> yeah. Like you understand, like you start to understand like um, this connected consciousness that we have, like how we're all connected. We're actually the universe observing itself and experiencing itself through yeah. different manifestations, good and evil, all mm-hmm. these polarities. You start to get whispers of that in meditation. And then when I've taken when I took psychedelics, it just confirmed everything. It just said it it showed me all the proof, showed me all the data. Yeah. Yes, 
this is true. We are all, all connected. Love is everything. All you need is love. All you need to do is let go and allow and just love everything and be this non-judgmental observer. You know, loving awareness. That's everything. Something that like, when it, like it sounds so hippie, like love is everything. Love, just love. Like there's a reason why hippies, you know, say that shit. But like, to put it into perspective, like the closest thing I can think of like what a psychedelic does is like, uh, as far as like love and joy and like all that, all those weird emotions, like you so like when I watched Interstellar, they talk about how like, in that movie they talk about like love is a weird thing that humans feel and like not just humans like animals and just things feel for each other this weird thing called love and it's like one of the only things that's like it transcends time and space so like no matter where they were in interstellar no matter where they were in time or space it didn't matter if he was a thousand years in the past or present through these black holes mm -hmm. <clears throat> love still existed and like Anne Hathaway talks about like how love is just like such it's like a force that is as powerful as like anything like nuclear power electricity like it's yeah. one of those technologies that we were talking about that humans are missing like right we haven't refined love and love has potential that is beyond anything that really we can comprehend as a society right it's what like causes bears to rip up human beings for being even close to their cubs it's it's also what causes you know fucking moms to lift cars off their babies mm -hmm. it's a power that we have not yet harnessed and yeah. like wow that's a great point psychedelics for me like if you can just take into perspective like the word love is so simple, but when you put it into perspective, like what I just did, it changes it a little bit. And what I just said to you makes, it's like one little 0.00% of what a psychedelic can give you as far as perspective goes. Right. Hey, here's what's really going on is what it says to you. And you go, oh my God. And you're just for eight hours. <gasps> Holy shit. That's how, <gasps> that's what I look like. That's who, it, that's who yeah. I am. That's what the world is. Like, yeah. oh my God, I shouldn't be so hard on myself. Right. Oh my God, I just need to let go. I just need to allow. Like. And that's time. where scripture is like so helpful, I think. It's just like so many psychedelic things where it's just it says like you know in so many parts of the bible it says like you don't need to worry like yeah. you don't need to worry I'm just you, trying to explain to you these things and it's like screaming these things in your face and they're so simple but so powerful like if you had faith the size of a mu mustard seed seed you could move mountains you could tell the mountain to move and it would move yeah and I believe that to be literal. 
in having experienced being able to change my reality just by having faith that it will and having a vision of what it what it will look like and believing that it will look like that at some point and then it coming true yeah it's happened so many times in my life i have insane stories of visualizing my future and having that exact thing happen and mushrooms kind of show you how that works why that works they show you the code the reason why that formula works right and that is everything is the base code is love you know the base code is love in so many different ways self-love you want yourself to be happy you love yourself so much you want yourself to be happy so you have these desires that are going to bring you to your true self like if you want to be a musician or a painter or something like that yeah you have so much self-love for you that you do that like and you have so much love for music or the art that you're pursuing or something it's so like infinite infinite perspectives and you see that in you see all those perspectives on mushrooms how on earth can we understand infinity of perspectives on like how love causes these manifestations in your life yeah how it, like it's a crime to call it a drug wait because it's not it's a it's the key to unlocking all these higher levels of consciousness different realms different planets talking to different beings and when you're seeing this stuff it opens this other eye your third eye you can call it where you're seeing clearer than the two eyes that you're seeing out of right now the ones that i'm using to look at you it you see things that are more real than that it's it's like it's like if i were to tell you like imagine a horse and like that horse is brown and like that horse is galloping and the ground under it is green and there's mountains in the background with white tops and a blue sky and that horse has no saddle a mane you know this luscious like golden mane brown horse blue eyes and now you have this image that image isn't fucking shit compared to what you get on psychedelics yeah when they say you see things you're not just opening your eyes and seeing things that's not what's happening you're not opening your eyes and seeing little fairies going around yeah you're seeing the intentions of evil and good and happiness and love the real entity of human experience like yeah what that means what that is and like for some people that's just too much yeah and like i don't necessarily like recommend psychedelics for everyone i think that like everyone has the potential to achieve a state of mind that is healthy for psychedelics yeah i don't think that everyone should take psychedelics based off of oh this person says it's very fun and cool and will change my life yeah there's information that you might not be ready for at the moment 
or you, you may can... have hurt people in your life that you don't remember. Right. And that shit might be like, hey, remember how you hurt this person really bad? You need to fix that. Yeah. All of the darkness in your life comes to light in your mushroom trips. And if you have not anything, in a horrible way either. Yeah. But if you have anything that you have hidden, it will come out when you look at the mirror. It'll come out when you're having a bad trip. <coughs> you will you will face it whether you like it or not. Yeah. And that's the thing is like bad trips are very real, but they're very important. It's like you're dropped in the gulag. And it's, <laughs> it's like that I've had the last three trips I've had all agony just pure agony and holy shit but they they were like the agony was so worth it i feel like i experienced like the passion of christ like <laughs> on i'm not fucking around and over exaggerating i feel like i went through like getting nailed to the cross and everything that jesus experienced i feel like i've gone through that and I've I am experienced I've experienced the growth that can come through so much agony and suffering and pain and facing my fears. Yeah. To the nth degree. Like when I told you my my last trip totally changed me. It totally changed me because I faced every single thing that I am absolutely terrified of mm -hmm. and was forced to overcome it like coming face to face with um, sleep paralysis demons and like fighting in this interdimensional battle between good and evil and literally <coughs> fighting against demons and seeing the most hideous looking entities you can imagine. Yeah. And Which is a huge turn as to what we were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, people who haven't done this are like, what? what? The yeah. fuck? But you gotta understand that, like, with the amount of bliss and joy and happiness in the world, like, there can't exist that without the opposite like there's always day and night there's always good and evil there's always you know black and white and like unfortunately in some of our trips we've had to deal with some of the darkest sides of humanity yeah and sometimes there's dark sides to i think the spiritual realm mm -hmm. that have manifested and one of the things that me and you have had to deal with on one of the trips in Tahoe was just like pedophilia rings mm -hmm. you know yeah. that was a big one having to contemplate that that's happening in the world and the size like the magnitude because all this Jeffrey Epstein stuff was coming out at that time oh yeah and we were just like what the fuck and that came out during this trip that destroyed we weren't me talking for a month. about that either it just came out and we were like bro something needs to be done like yeah and it it was like such a real moment for me that it's like so much negativity, but you feel like you're equipped with the sword that can cut the head off the fucking snake while you're on that. 
you go right you not only see the evil but you go oh it can be beaten like it's not hopelessness right and the and one of the ways it can can be beaten is if you become the change that you want to see right you become that loving person who does good deeds and <coughs> becomes a good example and lives by example mm-hmm. because that inspires other people yeah. and then that idea spreads and then you start to stockpile all these ideas about like the things you do right like what's really good about it is like you now you something that happens for me is it's like it's like look at what you did for that person yeah like long ago this happened and you'll get some like weird memory during the trip it's like it's almost like how they talk about how like when you die your life will flash before your eyes that's what happens with psychedelics sometimes is you're just boom here's an event you had in your brain that you forgot about mm-hmm. remember how great or bad that was right. and sometimes it it's like you really fucking helped that person and like it's not like a pat on the back it's like now you can harness you go I fully understand the effect that I have on certain people and I can harness that and like multiply the joy for certain people in this world, mm-hmm. you know, which was super cool for me. Like, especially when you do things like art and music, you go, Oh, I can bring that to people. Yeah. Like from that's basically the message that I've been being shown i have been getting from doing mushrooms is that you can change the world by putting that love into your art or your (coughs) or your work yeah you know you can it's infectious (coughs) and you can embed those things into your content that you're creating and then that vibration transfers to other beings and then it inspires them to become the change that they want to see. Mm-hmm. And it was seeded in their brain from a song or from looking at a piece of art. And it manifests in different ways. I think that psychedelics are not, <clears throat> this is very important too. Psychedelics, achieving a state of being high or whatever you want to call it on mushrooms or LSD, ayahuasca, peyote, DMT, whatever you choose to do. That's not the end goal, to be constantly doing that. Like, uh, the end goal of building a house is not to buy a hammer. The end goal of building a house is to use that hammer to fucking build the house. And once you have the house, you can live in it without the fucking hammer. You don't need that anymore. Right. And I think that my goal with, and many other people's goal is to achieve that state on a constant basis without the help or the tool 
or the hammer that is psychedelic. So like for me, it's, it's a total, a, t a hammer is a beautiful thing to have in your home that will help you out with a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. But my goal is to build up this being who can like a lot of different, very um, like reputable spiritual beings have achieved is this spiritual state where for one they don't have to do any sort of drugs or psychedelics or anything to be in that blissful um, prophetic state mm -hmm. and what's interesting is a lot of the experience experiments that they've done on gurus in like India is that when they do eventually give them psychedelics they don't feel anything nothing happens they're oh, just yeah. consistently in that state of mind yeah which draws people to them that goes that's real you've achieved a state of mind that is unaffected by you're just you like, yeah you're the being that you are supposed to be so people go to these gurus to learn People like George Harrison, you know? Yeah. You should read um, Be Here Now because it it's written by a man who went on that journey and found a guru in India who took he, extremely high doses of LSD and had no effect on him. Really? Because he was living in that state. He was living in that state. And one of the crazy parts of this book is that, you know, this man, Ram, Ram Das. Um, I've heard of him. His, uh, his, his um, given, I think that was his given name is Richard Alpert. But he was given Ram Das when he went to this guru. <coughs> say oh no i think i heard of him he was on this documentary i saw of george harrison oh, i would believe it because he was a part of that you know he was friends with timothy leary and that whole psychedelic movement movement in the 60s and 70s really yeah but he went to india and stayed there for a long time learning under this guru named uh named karoli baba and the guy you know, he first when he first got there, he's becoming acquainted with this guru. He was back at this place where he was staying, uh, I think, off the compound where the guru was staying. And he, his mother, had recently died within a few years of this trip to India. And he was thinking about her as he was like urinating in a bush or something in the middle of the night. And then the next day, he goes to the guru to speak to him about something, and the guru says to him, you were thinking about your mother last night in the garden or something like that. And I, I forget what else he was saying about it, but he, he, I think he continued on about that. And he was like, he knew about this man's, Ram Dass's thoughts yeah. the night before. So 
it to me the way i interpret that is that he's achieved the state through meditation fasting spirituality rituals to where his brain is now wired differently his third eye to put it simply <coughs> is completely open yeah 100% open i can say from <coughs> personal experience having meditated for just like 3 years now my reality, the way I see things, is completely different than I did before. The way I view this dimension is, I, I can't put it into words, but I, I compare it to how I used to think, it's way different. I have rewired my brain, and I can continue to do so. And I think at some point in my life, I could get to maybe a fraction of what this guru and other gurus get to mm -hmm. because they they dedicate their entire life to achieving that state and their life know, begins at a moment that like is pure struggle and hardship right like maybe they've had a whole past life where they were just a, a fuck up or they had families and maybe their wife died and their children moved on the other side of the world and they just went into this monastic life where they became this monk and then a guru or a yogi and now have achieved this altered or heightened state of consciousness that's now permanently wired into their brain where they don't need a psychedelic to achieve that level of awareness yeah crazy right <laughs> <laughs> all I need to say about that. I feel like uh, this conversation is like a level up. <laughs> <laughs> We've also... Free. Yeah, totally. It's so it's so nice being here. It's such a cool, cool experience. And I, it's only going to get better because we're going to get like video of yeah. our spot. We're get, we get to like build our own studio, which sounds like so childish but so cool at the same time because no, life, so sh life should be like as fun as your childhood i'm hoping that corner over there will be just such a brilliant like lit up little studio yeah the corner or we could like maybe here's an idea just spitballing here like the couch is so massive yeah we could somehow turn that into the focal point yeah where we're kind of just chilling on the couch That'd be dope. And we could, you know, we have a lot of wall to decorate around here. A lot of white wall that we could totally make look like an awesome background to a live stream podcast. We just have to, like, figure out a table situation. Yeah. So right now we're using a tiny little nightstand. We're just hey, we lounging could, on the couch. We could just get a stool or a mic stand. And put it in the middle. Well, we have all those other mics now. Yeah, that's true. We got the whole new setup. Yeah. We could just get one of those like TV dinner table things and put it in the middle here. Or just a, a small little stool where we could put those stands on. Yeah. Endless possibilities, Thomas. The Tom and Topher experiment is heading in a direction that I'm very pleased with. We're going to go to places unprecedented by your expectations. Our potential is maximized. 
as of right now. We have been taking so much Adderall lately, <laughs> and we have been smoking crack all day long. Who's to say no? We can taste sound. It's boys' night. It's, it is boys' night, babe. Tom and Dover. Boys' night. Bring out the playing cards. It's poker night. $100 buy-in. No broke bitches. Swigs is truly. Actually, <laughs> hey, God bless truly. I already sucked that down. Dude, these are so good. God this bless is exactly truly. what I want to taste when I'm drinking alcohol. We're hitting the truly original lemonade hard seltzers. Okay. Yeah. I like the mango lemonade the most. Yeah. That one's good. Also, this just straight up lemonade one's good too. I would like that. I think I would like to drink that if there's another one. Truly, if you want to sponsor us, go ahead. We wouldn't mind. Truly mango lemonade. Can you imagine drinking that at Folsom Lake in the summertime? I Have hate nice... Folsom Lake. Oh, place is dirty. Because you probably go to Beals Point. <laughs> is that where you go? There's like tires in the in the. Yeah. Do you go to Beals Point? Probably. I don't know. The don't part know. where you like pull in and park. There's like actual like parking yeah. spaces. That's you can't go there. The place is dirty. Where you gotta go? Listen up. Folsom Lake sometimes looks almost well, not almost. Like it kind of looks like Tahoe sometimes. If you go to the bit. if you go to the right beach, yeah. And there's a part, there's a place where you can, after three p.m., they allow you to park at this middle school. Uh huh. After school's out, everyone's gone. You can park here, and you walk through the field to this little trail. It's a free access point to the lake, and the beaches there are like secluded. There's all these little nooks and crannies where you could have your own little cool setup. Nice beach. Yeah. Not dirty. Not, not dirty. Not gross. No tires, no heroin needles. It actually feels like a nice lake. When I f- the next swam summer, in Folsom Lake, it felt like the water had salt in it. <laughs> and no, it felt like you go swimming in Fallout 4 and the, <laughs> yes. the radiation thing starts going off. Dude, exactly. And you That's see the, exactly you see your rads like. you see your rads going up Perfect. on your health meter. He's <laughs> <laughs> like we should not be here. <laughs> no, dude, I've swam in that Rad lake X. and have gotten like a stuffy nose uh. and like or a cold the next day. Yeah. It's so fucking full of shit and piss. But it's sad that like that's All cleaner lakes. than the American River, like the Sacramento. Yeah. American River. Ugh. Oh, by like Old Sacramento. It's all that green. and even like by, like on Sunrise near that area. Oh yeah. Ugh. Gross. Hey. What a great night. What a, what a great, great podcast. We've we've been slamming through Trulies and we had two fat backwood points. Fucking gizzies, bro. Epic bruh moment. Bruh, 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 bruh. Bam, bam, bam. Okay. <laughs> we watched too many memes. Dude, I am ready for this salmon. Oh, I you bought. got some grub. It's time to grub, dude. It's time to grub. We gotta switch this mic off. We gotta grub yeah. now. It's time. All right. What a great time.
Thanks for tuning in. Season three, episode one. Here comes the social media handles. Season three. We're going to launch off season three on a very good note, boys and girls. And non-binaries. Sorry. We are launching off on a great note. We're going to be hitting social media hard. We are trying to step our game up. Also, we, video coming. We have coming. stepped our game up. We have. But uh, video coming. We're going to try and stream on Twitch. All that bullshit. We know you've been hearing that for a long time, but we are in the Tom and Dover bad now. We have achieved excellence. This was a huge step for us, though. DM us, say hi. We want to talk. Yeah, if you've made it here, please DM us anywhere and be like, Wait. hey, we heard the message to DM you. And tell you that we're listening. What's up? What's up? Also, Josh Jackson, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. Thanks for listening to all our podcasts. You're a badass. Yes. <laughs> That's all. That's all, folks. All right. Sleep tight. We love you. God bless you. And angels watch over you all night long. Amen. <laughs>